Thank you all for tuning in. The following is a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. Be sure to like, comment, and share. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you've got to do to kick that algorithm into gear and help us reach more people. This is I, your humble host, Bill Hatch, the third, coming to you from the Palatial Home Studios of Bald Spots Productions here in the beautiful city of Malden, Missouri. Joining me live from more than acceptable safe social distances are my guests for today, Amanda Dolan and Chad the Dad. Amanda, I know, is uh, is calling from Texas. Uh, Chad, where are you at? Same state. Same state. <laughs> yep. I think, I so, think uh, we're like eight miles away from each other. Right oh, now. okay. Well, Chad is a last-minute guest, so I, I definitely want to thank him for uh, for being uh, for being on at the uh, at the last possible moment. Um, I, of course, uh, appreciate Amanda being on, um, at, at, uh, of course, but she pre-planned it, so it's her own fault now. Um, Amanda is a uh, is many things, but a uh, among which is a mental health advocate and coach, right? Mental health mental yes. health coach. And, yes. and advocate. Okay, I got it right. Just um, in the wrong order. All of it. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> same order. I mean, either way, it works. Yeah. And uh, and we'll promote your uh, your websites. And Chad, what do you do? Yeah, I'm a youth pastor. I already know, but I'm at... asking for the sake of you answering. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a youth pastor at Faith United Methodist Church uh, here in Denton, Texas. And cool. And a dad. Hence, to, the dad. Exactly. To a super sweet little boy. I, yeah. I love him. I borrow yeah, him sometimes. Cool. Very cool. So. Well, usually how I uh, I get us started is uh, by asking the same exact question. Who are you reading right now? And we'll start with Amanda. I'll, uh, I'll be sexist and uh, say ladies first. Um, all right. I... Am I, who am I reading for, fun or for work? Either way, whichever <laughs> or both. Um, for work right now, I am rereading um, a book called Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving by Pete Walker. And for fun, I don't read as much as I listen to books. And okay. that book that I'm listening to right now is by Anna Reyes. It's called The House in the Fines. It's kind of a mystery supernatural sort of thing i love um i listen to a lot of books uh like as in i think so far this year i have listened to about 175 books wow that's a it's lot a of books like well i listen to them in the car and <laughs> and while cleaning and while you know doing all the the other things it's just it's what i do so I, I don't know. I, I pretend like it makes me smarter. I don't think it does. I just pretend. <laughs> well, yeah, it exposes you to a lot more thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Any, I, I uh, any key takeaways from either of those books? You know, the thing, um, the, no, not the, the, uh, the fun reading, no. But the, uh, <laughs> the one about, the one about PTSD is just a reminder that, like, all of us have experienced trauma and it looks different for all of us and that sometimes it's okay to just not be okay. Yeah. You know, 
word. That and is to ask is. for help. Sometimes it is. So, yeah, that's that's it. That's what I got for those okay. two. Okay, great. I'm, Chad, how about you? Yeah, I'm really into sci-fi, and so I always try to find a good science fiction book for fun. Uh, I just wrapped up a Jack McDevitt series that was really good, and I've started um, now with Pierce Brown, uh, this Red Rising series. So it takes place okay. on old Mars, you know, inter intergalactic <laughs> politics and all that kind of fun stuff. And so that's that's where my world is, and, and uh, there's no really big takeaways outside of just dabbling in the universe. Exploring the same human uh, things that happen on Earth, just on a more grander scale. So, always a good read. Okay. Yeah. Although, with uh, where where Mars is concerned, a third of the size of Earth. So. True. True, and the gravity's a little yeah, less. Not quite than, Yeah. 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 A little redder. <laughs> and is Mercury in retrograde longer on those other planets than here, or is that even a thing? Not as I don't you know. know uh mr uh, brown is not uh not brought up in much retrograde um things so yeah. no no not sure yeah not I, my my friend told me that that venus left retrograde yesterday and that that's why something in my life is less hard i don't know i don't understand I don't any know. of it I just... what does retrograde mean like in my mind i'm i'm like like it's who's grading these planets you know, like, and how yeah, do they get yeah. critiqued? And, and is it like, like, like the largest? Right. Oh, it's the sun. Yeah. Okay. The sun passes up the grade retroly, retroactively. And so that's why it's a retrograde. Is that the idea? That's right. That must be it. Yeah. I don't know any of it. I just know that my best friend is like, oh, well, this explains this. And I'm like, yeah, whatever you say. I don't, sure. Because I don't know. I trust her. She'll tell me the truth, I think. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. um, retrograde means backwards, basically. Oh. And so uh, um, Venus, uh, Venus has a retrograde uh, uh, rotation. It, uh, it goes, instead of the sun rising in the east and setting in the west like it does here, it rises in the west and sets in the east. So if you were, uh, yeah. yeah. So if you were actually on the surface of Venus, you'd be crushed into a small, smoldering char. Yeah, <laughs> sounds yeah, right. I'm glad I'm not there. Appreciate it at all? Yeah, pretty hot there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty hot it's there. It it, it, hot it makes uh, it, it makes the Midwest uh, look like nothing. <laughs> yes. Or oh, it's Texas. Texas. It's Texas in the Texas summer. Texas finally okay. cooled down. Yeah. It's yeah, a, yeah, that's what Venus is. Yeah, yeah, just in the summer. <laughs> uh -huh. I don't know. We had some uh, up here in Missouri. We had uh, we had some pretty hot, uh, some pretty hot days. Hot and muggy. I, I do yeah. not appreciate them coming uh, coming from Southern California, where it's hot <laughs> and dry. And uh, Chad, Chad, you went to grad school in Southern California, right? Yeah, yeah, I went to seminary right, in Claremont. Claremont. Oh, okay. You know where that's at? No, right where that is. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I lived in uh, in Pomona and in Chino for a while. Yeah. Oh man. My, uh, I love my it. last hangout in SoCal was in uh, Santa Ana in uh, down in mm -hmm. Orange County. Yeah. So. Man, those mountains are amazing. Well, San Bernardino. Yep. Loved them. 
Yep, yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cool when you can uh, be in a place where you can go to the beach, the snow, and the desert all in the same day. Yeah, that yeah. is not Texas. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the the yeah. problem with uh, with Southern California is though that it's like sixteen hundred bucks for a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, if I if I stay there, I have to live in a commune again, and I didn't feel like doing that. So, uh... <laughs> so one of my favorite Chad stories. So, for those of you listening, I've known Chad for about ten years, give or take a little. Um, but Chad had chickens when he was in college, or had you left college? Was that college? Right after I graduated, I kind of hung around, you know, as you do when you try to figure okay. out life. And. Uh, and diapers. How did you diaper those chickens? Yeah, so to domesticate the chickens and, and make them more indoor pets, uh, we took uh, Walmart bags and made like little diapers by taking the kind of loops and putting it, their legs through those and pulling them up and then t and then tying at the top of the chicken and uh, yeah. thus creating a little chicken diaper where they can come inside and not make a mess and uh, hang out with the with their family. They're a human family, right. so. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. I Chad mean, interesting. <laughs> listen, listen, this house didn't have central air heat. We didn't have TVs. Like, I mean, it's real primitive. So chicken TV was where it was at. So and the most, the more we could hang out with the chickens, the more we were entertained and uh, our quality of life improved once they got to come inside. We did feel and a little bad, sounds, though. Like, uh, uh, in Missouri, if you have any chickens, they'll like do you, you know, they'll eat anything. And so we to feed them, we'd feed them a lot of leftover food from the dinners, breakfast, like that. And oftentimes, okay. we feed them chicken as well. Which is there a moral, oh, an ethical like I, I, dilemma? I think there may be a, an ethical quandary there. Yeah, I mean, are they carnivores? Does that make them carnivores if they're not aware they of it? Make some cannibals. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, carnivores. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, wow. You shouldn't I, be feeding chickens chicken. Yeah. I understand though that feeding chickens some of their, like the extra eggs, can be good for them. That like, but I don't know. I'm further the, egging. Yeah. I'll be honest, I'm, I don't know a whole lot about animal eating stuff. I haven't I, eaten. I, I am intrigued because uh, uh, one of the one of the excuses that I've, I've had for uh, for giving uh, Missouri uh, the old college try is that uh, is that I would like to have chicken so I can have fresh eggs for breakfast in the morning. It's amazing. Nothing like and, it. Uh, but they're going to give you all you can handle. You're going to start giving away. Yeah. <laughs> He'll See, eventually get tired I'm, I'm of I'm not thinking too. of getting that many chickens. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only a few. Yeah, I don't. So. I think what they. I don't have no idea how many eggs chickens lay. I don't. I don't know much about chickens anymore. One a day. One a day. But, that, that's what I was under the impression of. Yeah. So yeah, like if you have six chickens, then you'd have and to eat six eggs a day. Right. That's and of, that seems like a lot of eggs. But uh, yeah, we can have we can have four birds in town. So uh, um, so yeah, um, so that would mean two eggs a day for me and two for my uh, 
for my cousin and roommate, uh, Rudy. So. You need some more chicken facts. Uh, you know, they have what's called a cloaca, which means that they okay. pee, pee, poop, and lay eggs out of the same hole. How fun is that? Interesting. That is, uh, that is interesting. Um, I'm, I'm here all sure, day if you need uh... some more chicken facts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your chat is full of, of random useless knowledge. Um, that's why I keep him around. Or why, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we've already seen by the knowledge of what retrograde means and and, yeah. uh, and how it might affect the planet Venus. We're all learning, right. guys. This is a very educational this podcast is, yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> and I'm over here like, I don't know any fun chicken facts. I don't. I don't, and, then, you, and now you, that I'm like trying to think of your time's coming, Amanda. Don't worry. You're about to offer something to this group that will enlighten us okay. and make us better people. Do you know why you knock on wood when you say something that you like either want or don't want to happen? Yes, I know the boring reason. So, anyway, what's the, what, yeah. what's the boring reason? Boring reason is because people used to believe that uh, evil spirits lived in the wood. Huh. Oh, I see. I heard it that it was people in Greece believed that the gods were listening, and so they knocked on wood to make noise so that they didn't hear. Interesting. I had so not like, heard that one. So we're like soliciting to the gods, like we're kind of like the people going up on their doorstep and asking them, "Hey, we just well, no, buried no, some." No, no, it's like. No, it's like, don't hear what I'm saying, because if you hear it, then you'll either, like, it's usually the bad thing. Like, you know, I hope I don't get in a car accident, knock on wood. And so you're knocking on the wood so the God doesn't hear it to make it happen. Oh, it has a dampening okay. effect. I see. They can't hear so it. So similar, yeah. similar reason, uh, but uh, yeah. for a different group of people. Yeah. Or, or so, non-people, I guess, if yes. it were. So the same idea, like we don't want the bad <laughs> things to hear the things. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's, uh, like that's interesting to know. There's got to be more fun, you know, things like that. Well, that you know that, uh, um, that, uh, that around uh, the first century, uh, Greek people, well, people in the, in the Gentile world around, uh, around uh, the Mediterranean, were primarily interested in the things that the gods could do for them, so more than uh, than they were interested in uh, in things like uh, eternal life and uh, and that kind of stuff. They were they wanted to see a show. Mm -hmm. I, I, am, I am currently in seminary and oh, cool. uh, and learning all sorts of interesting things about the time of. Uh, about the time of uh, the first century, so yeah, isn't context so amazing? It is. It is. Which there is something that I remember sending to. Well, I sent this to Chad actually yesterday too. Well, and then I sent something else to my sister along the same lines. The first thing I sent that I sent my sister was, "I can do all things through a Bible verse taken out of context." Right. Which <laughs> is one of my favorite like little things. But then um, my sister sent me this, and it's been making its way around, I think. But it says, 2,000 years from now, people will not understand the difference between butt dial and booty call. 
this is exactly why the Bible is hard to understand. <laughs> yeah, I can believe but, that. But think about like all the weird, you know, things like colloquialisms and yeah, that, the evolution that don't make language. sense even on the. But you know, even here in the, the United States, yeah. something that makes sense in Boston doesn't make sense in LA. Right. You know, it's and that's the I love language for that reason. Like I love the meaning of words and where they came yeah. from and Do you think yeah. though we'll have more accuracy though? As we're pondering the future two thousand years from now, do you think they'll have a better accuracy since we have technology like this? See, that's what I was wondering is like if things are recorded and like recorded in a different way and with language, probably like the ability to learn it, even if it's past languages, would be easier, right? Because there's the digital. Assuming we don't wipe ourselves out into a primitive state again, we'll have access to this, right? Right, right. Right. And we're on Mars. But I'm also like, we might just wipe ourselves out into a <laughs> state, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like the world's a little on fire. Um, yeah, we're making assumptions. Yeah, I'm, yeah, we yeah. are. But but isn't that what life is about sometimes? It's just assuming. what might happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which assuming is fun because, you know, can make an ass of you <laughs> and me. So that's, that's not right. always how I've remembered to spell that word. That and like yeah. Wednesday. Does Wednesday. anyone else still spell Wednesday, Wednesday? That was how I originally, or, yeah, learned the word. Yep. I, I just don't do anything on Wednesday, so I don't ever have to worry about spelling it. Um, and then also like together, I still have to spell it to get her. Yeah. I don't. I but I'm a terrible speller. Years ago, uh, years ago, I wrote, I worked in a uh, car dealership, and uh, um, and uh, there was a, a get together event. But of course, it was all squished together, so it was uh, get to get her <laughs> event. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was Spacing not what they had uh, wanted. Spacing is important. Um, Spacing can be important. And punctuation. Punctuation is important. Punctuation is very important. Um, yeah, don't, uh, don't underestimate the importance of the Oxford comma. Okay. Yeah. The Oxford comma is the comma that you put before the and in a list. Oh, okay. And, uh, um, and if you don't put that comma in there, then it can completely change the way that the uh, that the sentence uh, um, or, sound, yeah, or that like, the sentence means because you could do like let's eat comma kids and so it's like hey let's eat kids or if you take that comma out let's eat kids like are we well, eating let, children let's eat, let's eat kids and neighbors so let's eat <laughs> kids and neighbors or let's eat kids and neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's right. We're we're no better we are, than the chickens. Uh, we are no better than the chickens. No, I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. Sometimes, like, I think being a chicken could be fun. Just getting to like chill out and it, peck the ground life. and. Yep, everything comes out one hole. I also, 
Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. but I think. Sorry, what's the rating of this was, podcast? I, I didn't ask Bill. My bad. Um, <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. But, you know, I was talking to someone, or, well, texting, because, like, wait, do we talk much anymore, really? It's just over text. But about, you know, um, the, the, we don't have the same, growing up, we didn't have the same technology, right, that, that there is now. And so, like, there's this ability now to hide my past, like, right, there's no, like, digital footprint of, like, all the pictures from, um, from college or whatever, and how I kind of miss that, right? Like, I miss that simpler, like, there's not all the the stuff and then like I don't know about you all but like when I was in high school I was like god this is terrible and I just want to be an adult and now I'm an adult and I'm like man I want to be be young again I want someone else to pay my bills and yeah do all the things really I want to go back to kindergarten I think that was like yeah 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 Remember fighting naps, and now I'm like, do I get Can't it out today? Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> different different world when you're an adult. Yeah, I, if I had to go back to an age, if we had to go back to a time of, of I think college is prime. It's like you have the freedom of adultness mm-hmm. without the responsibilities of it, and uh, that was that felt pretty prime. Yeah. College tip like, number one, I would have to say. Yeah. I, I would say that that was probably true for me, like my junior and maybe senior year of college. But mm-hmm. for me, like my dad was really sick my freshman year and then died my sophomore year of college. So like that wasn't like, that wasn't a great, you know, time I want to go back to. But like by my junior year, it was, it was pretty awesome. I was living off campus. I, um, my house, the house I lived in was like the party house, you know, we, we always had people over. Um, it uh, it had a couch on the front porch. Um, there was a fabric couch, and it had been there for like I don't even know how long. It was probably thirty years old when it made it onto our porch. Um, and I'm not sure why I ever sat on it. Like now, looking back, I'm like that was probably not like <laughs> a smart place to sit, but. Um, yeah, like we had this huge backyard and we were about three blocks from campus. And so we always had the people over. It was great. We, you know, Living the dream. Our neighbor was a, yeah, our yeah. neighbor was our co- one of the college professors and uh, he liked to come over and drink with us. Like, so we weren't, you know, we didn't get calls for being loud because he would come over and, and hang out for a while. End. So. Yeah, it was did, kind of perfect. And did you add that on your rate, my professor? Did you put that as like a little like five star? This guy will drink with you. I did not. He was not my professor because he was economics, and I avoided all of the math, business, like all of that. Not my jam. But my roommate, um, he was her uh, like advisor during college, and I think she probably was just like he is a really down to earth you know, it wasn't guy. creeper. It wasn't creepery. It was just, it was uh, more fun. Yeah. No, there's a line. Well, there's and this is the same department there is. And this is the same department that at the end of the year, every year, students would go to a different professor's lake house 
and they always had a keg for their end of the year, like <laughs> economics department party. Okay. Wait, wait. So the With economists, students. the economists were like the party people at your school. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yes. Would never have guessed. Wow. No, it's, no. At uh, at Cal Poly, it was the English uh, department. Okay. At the time. What about what about at A and M? A and M. I mean, I've had to pick a major that was partying. Probably kinesiology because those are the athletes. <laughs> <laughs> Not. Yeah. Oh well, I was thinking. You know, at, at Tech, which is kind of the rival school, I guess. Um, I was thinking the nursing department, they, like nursing program there, because, you mm-hmm. know, if you think about it, Chad, like that's where uh, both Kate and Carissa got their start in nursing was at the tech nursing school. These are kids that kids, they're in their mid twenties now. I can't call them kids anymore, but um, known them for a long time, which is, just think about they're growing up. Like Kate's getting married on Sunday. Um, yep. One of these girls. I'm dating one of the guys that graduated high school with them's dad. I'm glad you finished that. Yep. <laughs> Starting to sound like your professors uh, back at your school. No, he is he's old enough. Yeah. No. And, uh, you know, I've known. What's funny is like a Mikey, I, I guess I've known Mikey, his son for what, 10 years or so. I think he started in 2013 mm-hmm. in the youth group and he came with friends. So I never met his parents. And then um, I matched with the man I'm dating, Michael, um, on Tinder. And it took like three dates. And all of a sudden I was like, is your son? And I sent I made the mistake of texting him a picture of myself with his child when he was in high school, you know, like eight, nine years earlier. And I was like, is your son in this picture? And he was like, why are you in a picture with my child? This is a little creepy. <laughs> I was like, wait, maybe I should give context. Like yep. I, I was at the church. We've learned and... it's important. Yeah. Context yeah. is important, which still. Context Chad, is important. You know, Chad is a youth pastor and I worked with him in Bible study. And I don't think he actually remembers teaching this until I say it every time. But he's taught us KUA, which was C-U-A. So context. So when you're looking at the Bible and I think really anything, like, but especially with a Bible or a book, like what happened before and after? Like what was the context of the whole story? Not just the, the Bible verse. And then the like you is understand. So understand what was going on at that time, that that made sense. And then apply, which is how does it apply to today? Like, what does it mean in today's culture? Um, And I like that. And I think that that's useful for really a whole lot of things in this world. Just in general. context, understated with a ninja chop. Kua. Yeah, yeah, that's the that you have to have the kua. You gotta have the the, the chop or it just doesn't count. No okay. chop, no so. kua. <laughs> <laughs> take that, you take know. that to the seminary with you, Bill. There we go. There. I I shall. Sure. I'm uh I'm doing uh uh intro to missions right now. So 
Loads of fun. Chad, Chad loves mission trips. Mission trips are amazing. Yeah, it's it's a one of the, just a unique. Everyone is different. Every experience is different, and also amazing in yep. its own way. I, I, I don't even know how to describe them. <laughs> that is the truth. And the mission trips that our church typically goes on are like we go and stay at other churches and then do projects in the community. Like building wheelchair ramps is like kind of the jam of those oh, kids. Man, the, they the go Methodists in, make sure like kids. A, yeah, the Methodists have a corner know, on those wheelchair like ramps. Some, they're amazing. But when I go, I I take care of the kitchen and make sure people eat food. And I, if you're watching this on um, on YouTube or wherever, I have a really pretty necklace on that covers my chest. But I have a really lovely scar from where I got a third degree burn from biscuits oh, um, one year. Um, okay. And I'm pretty sure that like I stayed and I made sure everyone ate, and then I made sure everything was cleaned up, and then I went to the store. To make sure that they had all of the food that they needed, and then I went to said, urgent care. I'm out. Yeah, okay. so like it's not it's not a terrible. I don't even know. Like, see, you can't really see it right here, but it's there. Careful, don't, no. don't and, um, change our it, rating of this podcast, Amanda. I, I won't. Um, so, but yeah, like, but that what's funny is I, I you can't really see my tattoos, but I have a couple. Um, and so some of our, like, the kids were like, you should turn that, like, right across my chest. You should get the dragon, like, that comes over your shoulder. And then the scar is the fire coming out of the dragon's mouth. And I'm okay. like, I'm not really sure that I am the chest tattoo type. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Or maybe you can be a yeah, nod to how you got the scar. One. Maybe it can be like a and dragon holding, it can be like a nod to how you got holding the scar. Holding biscuits. Yeah, it's a dragon holding a tray of biscuits, and the scar is like the tray with the biscuits on. You know, you're welcome. That or, is or, actually, or the dragon could be baking the biscuits with its fiery breath. <gasps> oh, look at. Okay, so now maybe maybe I have to do this. Maybe it's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> I I am sure. Like it was. Was a young man named Corrigan who suggested this tattoo idea, and so maybe I'll I'll reach out and have him help me design that because I'm sure he would be super into it. Yeah, he would actually okay. love the idea of it. I don't like the idea of a chest tattoo for me. Don't mm -hmm. think I'm. I don't think I'm that person. I love chest tattoos on others, just not for me. I think that's magic. Uh, you know. I don't have any tattoos, so there you go. You know, they're not Chad, for everybody. I have no Chad, tattoos. You have, you know, I think don't worry, I think I have enough for all of us. Yeah, I appreciate okay. that. Thanks. Yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, third, third, fourteen, fourteen, fourteen. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, yes. So if we divide them up, we each basically have five. So that's that's good. <laughs> have a piece. Yeah, it's thanks. a solid yeah. number. That's a you good know. solid number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's for me tattoos. There were such a way to like remember things, okay. or like there's like they're an important like thing for me. So um, 
Like my most recent tattoo is here on my shoulder. It's an iris with a little hummingbird coming into it. Okay. Um, because my grandmother, who she died in 2017, um, hmm. about six weeks after her 100th birthday. Wow. Um, she, I always got her, actually, and I have one over here, but I have this little glass um, hummingbird and I would always give her glass hummingbirds because she had hummingbird feeders everywhere. And then at the end of her driveway, she had hundreds, hundreds of irises, like just so every time you went to her house, like you pass these irises and then she always had hummingbirds. So I got this little, now she would be rolling over in her grave knowing that I got a tattoo for her because yeah, she would be horrified, but haha, mamma, I got a tattoo for you. Um, so, you know, uh, but I love tattoos for those reasons. Cause like they're, they're a way that I can carry someone with me mm-hmm. and a memory and, and a <laughs> love. So forever, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Chad and I have clearly spent far too much time in the same, um, which like, you know, it's funny cause yeah, we, uh, I still remember the first time I met Chad because our, um, I'm not even sure if Chad totally remembers this day, but we had a new church building and Chad had just started. I mean, you've been there a couple weeks, maybe. And I was volunteering in the church office because there was no staff yet that was, you know, running that piece. And so there was a group of volunteers and I was like, I used to work with youth. I like youth stuff. So I just went back to Chad's office, which is not your office anymore. Is it? It's, it is literally a closet. I mean, it's like, <laughs> there's no windows. There's just like kind of a desk and a whole bunch of cabinets and like, that's it. And it's small. And so I went back for like a, Hey, nice to meet you. And I think about an hour and a half later, I I left his office space and a beautiful friendship and relationship was born. And I had me volunteer. So, so like a true <laughs> salesman. Yes. And now I have replaced myself times four because there are now four of the kids that, that I led in the youth group who are volunteering as leaders. So Yeah. Pretty cool. I think like I'm winning. You yeah. know. You I, multiply uh, yourself. I appreciate it. And I, yes, it's, and it's interesting because like, and I think Chad knows some of this too right now is I like helped all these kids like figure their, you know, or not figure it all out, but like help them with their, um, spiritual journey. And now I'm over here, like struggling with my own faith, um, which I didn't think would happen at 44, but you know, you things change and so believe in God. I just don't know what that looks like. And mm-hmm. it's okay. And like to know it's okay is kind of awesome. It's like that it's, you know, I'm okay to, well, it's always, okay to explore. Uh, I've always thought of it that if you go to the gym and you don't struggle, then you won't get any exercise. I like that. And so... You know, who wants to not struggle in their faith walk? You know, do you want weak faith? No, you want strong faith. 
So you're going to struggle a little bit. And, you know, it's interesting because I, and um, I always have this uh, devotional sort of thing that I've loved doing with kids, which it's from a um, Savage Garden song called Affirmation. And it's a whole list of I believes. Like, it's just, you know, like one of them is I believe the grass is not always greener on the other side. You know, I like, I, I can't like, I believe like friendship is worth more than money and gold, like sort of those sorts of things. And so I play mm -hmm. it and I'm like, here, like, this is you. I want you to write an I believe statement. Like, it's not for me. I'm not going to read it. This is yours. Right. And one of the first times I did that in a different church space, I got essentially like, they no longer wanted me to be part of the leadership team of their youth group because we tell children what to think. We don't give them permission to think for themselves. Wow. And so you saying that it's like, no, of course, like, because giving them that space to what do I believe makes that stronger because you know, right? Yeah. Like you have... You've thought it out. Yeah. All right. You got me thinking now. Not a bad thing. <laughs> well, job, how Bill. does that relate to mental health? That's you know, right. I th well, yeah, no, I mean, I think mental health too is there's like, it's okay to struggle in that we all do. And we all have like mental health. And I, I like to point this out, like mental health is like physical health. Like we mm -hmm. all have it. And sometimes like the mental, like we have, there's mental illness, just like there's physical illness, but mental mm -hmm. illness, like mental health is something you've got to take care of every day. And that includes, you know, everything from self-care uh, to even exercise can help your mental health, friendships and relationships. Um, but it's this whole idea that like, oh, I only need to take care of my mental health if like if I'm sick, right? Or if I have a mental illness, but, but that's just so not accurate, right? It's yeah. because I think like how many of us have bad days that impact our mental well-being, And so when you, you know, when you take that time to like acknowledge that, like there are those days that are hard um, and we normalize it and we talk about it, and have discussions, um, right? It's that like we get to, I don't know, it's that we get to question some of that with other people. Um, and I think talking about it makes it feel normal that like we're not the only ones going through stuff. Um, because I was for, a, I mean, I felt very alone for a long time with my mental health journey, struggles, mental illness. Because for me, it took, it was the sixth psychiatrist that I saw 21 years after I saw my first psychiatrist that I finally got the diagnosis that, I don't know, the treatments worked for and, you know, I believe was the right diagnosis. And see, that's the other thing about mental health and mental illness versus physical health is there's no blood test to check for bipolar. Right. But there's a blood test to check if you're diabetic. Yep. There's scans that you can do to see if you have cancer. But, you know, mental health is all a guessing game and all being curious and trying on a whole lot of different things. So 
Yeah, I guess it's that, you know, you've got to have questions and you've got to be curious to find out what's going on in your brain. And it so. can be, uh, it can be a difficult journey. Oh yeah. I, uh, I know this, uh, from my own uh, mental health journey, which, uh, which after, uh, after we're done with this, we'll continue to a little town called Portageville where my psychiatrist is. <laughs> I, you know, I, one time I told somebody that like, I wouldn't be alive if it weren't for my psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, that's not true. And I was like, uh, no, it, it is. Mm -hmm. Like mental illness is deadly if it's not mm -hmm. treated. And that's why I think like we need to talk about it. Yeah. Because, what, what, you know. For people who are listening, like, they're like me, like what's the difference between a psychiatrist and a therapist? Oh, so the very easy difference is a psychiatrist is a medical doctor that can prescribe medication. A therapist or a psychotherapist or a psychologist has a graduate degree and training in counseling, and it's more talk, mm -hmm. whereas a psychiatrist, not all, but a lot of psychiatrists, it's really medication and symptoms. Like, okay. there's not the talking through things. It's my my psychiatrist is not like this, but there are a lot of psychiatrists that they have you in and out in 10, 15 minutes. It's like mm -hmm. yep. they have a checklist. Like, how are you feeling? Any side effects? Okay, go. Gotcha. You know, it's um, and therapy is more of a and not unlike the mental health coaching that I do. Um, they're different, but there's a lot of overlap. But it's really like, how do you live well every day? And what are the things that are getting in the way of? living your best life um, and understanding how your mental health impacts all of the things, relationships, work, sleep, health. I mean, all of that. So yeah, the short version is the difference is one can prescribe medication and the other can't. Yep. That's helpful. And, so, uh, and a psychologist knows more about psychology than a psychiatrist does because that's all they've studied. <laughs> right. And, but, the, you know, I, I was talking to a, a psychiatrist a few months ago, and she was like, psychiatrists actually have to know a whole lot oh, yeah. about the body because so many different things happening in the body can affect your mental health. Mm -hmm. Like if your thyroid is out of whack, it can actually like resemble... Um, you know, depression. And so if you're treating depression, but there's the thyroid thing going on, like you're not actually treating the problem and there's going to be other stuff that goes on because of that. So it's just interesting that like they have to understand yeah. how much, like all the ways the brain works and the endocrine system a lot, because that's where, you know, our hormones and all that kind of live. And so, yeah, like it's, but I think that the opposite is not true. I think there's a lot of doctors that don't understand psychology, right. even a little bit. Um, and mm -hmm. that's disappointing because I feel like that is like your primary care practitioner, like they are the first line of defense. Um, and, and people are often not truthful to their doctors. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't want to, you know, like, what is it to like doctors are like, whatever your patient says they're drinking, like add two <laughs> to the number. 
you know, so like, oh, I just have two beers a day. Like, mm, okay, yep. yeah, like you have four at least. Um, because we don't want to be judged. And I think that there's still that stigma of like mental health. Um, and Lord knows, like when I was diagnosed with bipolar, I, to be honest, like I flat out told the doctor, like, no, you are wrong. I have a master's in psychology. I, I don't have bipolar. Because in my brain, bipolar was that person that decides at, you know, one o'clock in the morning that they want to paint their entire house. And then for the next, you know, 36 hours, they're just painting or they fly to Vegas and, you know, spend a ton of money. And that's not what mine looked like. But my psychiatrist, the one I have now, he sat down with me with like all the diagnostic criteria and step by step. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But I'd never been diagnosed with that before. It had always been depression or anxiety. And the treatments for that don't really work well if you're bipolar. They're kind of counter, um, contraindicated, if you will. So contraindicated, um, yes. Pull out the pull out those the twelve dollar words. words. Yeah, I have a, <laughs> I have a few of them, not very many. Um, but yeah, and I so I felt too like there was going to be a stigma of well, she is bipolar, so she's. She's really messed up in the head. Mm. Um, I mean, I like I'm a little like I'm a little weird. It's okay, but like I'm not there's nothing wrong with with me. And it's um, and like medication is something that's going to be part of my life forever, probably. And I'm okay with that. And it frustrates me. I mean, since we're kind of like we've talked a little bit about God and spirituality. I've, I've talked to several people who were like, man, if you just pray harder, like you'll be cured. And that's one of like the things I'm struggling with, with my faith, but I will often tell them like, what if like the cured thing is that God gave people the skills and the knowledge and the ability to create medications that keep me healthy? Exactly. Like, why yep. does it have to be like, I'm like... Why does it have to look like a miracle in the way we think miracles should mm -hmm. look? Why, why does it have to look like a lightning bolt out of the blue to, to, to count as a miracle? Because it doesn't. Yep. That's what the movies teach us. That's, yeah. You and do this, you, you think, flap your wings, and then the angels show up to help you play baseball. Like, that's what we're taught, that the angels are in the outfield helping you. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Man, now I need to watch that solid, like... Yes, some Gordon-Levitt that, that movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. Yeah. Man. That's now I'm healing. over here, like, we, we had... Yeah, and we, we just had the uh, Sandlot moment as well. So now it's like, what other childhood movies do I need to go <laughs> rewatch? Of baseball. There's so right? many yeah. great... Oh, ba we, and they've all been baseball movies, too. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. if we build it, they will come. Or, Two. you know, if you look, um, if we take a lesson from um, Rookie of the Year, right, our brokenness can actually turn into a strength. Uh, when you break your arm, you can actually end up throwing about 100 miles an hour, thus playing for a Major League Baseball team at nine years old. So exactly. there's a lot of lessons here in baseball movies that apply to mental health. Yeah. Look at, look at that. You're welcome. Chad, Chad can always connect sports with just about everything. Yeah. Um, 
and I mean, real sports to boot. The real ones, yes. <laughs> you're not know, quit it. You can quit it if you need it, but no, I don't need that. You know, for the real sports. <laughs> I'm like real sports. I I've tried to think if I ever played a real sport in real like no. I'm not very I, athletic. I played baseball when I was a kid. Now, like, does being a football mom cheering in the stands, does that count as a sport? Depends on how hard you cheer. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm the I'm the mom that, like, jumps up from my seat and, like, yells and screams, but not the ref you suck, like, go, 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 you can do it. And I, you know, scream and yell, think... like, excited. Yeah, I think that yeah, qualifies as a sport. Yeah, there's yeah, exercise involved. a few calories. Mm-hmm. If you're burning a few I mean, calories, I think it counts. Like I go to the gym, I you know I lift weights and stuff, but like never been really a uh yeah. I swim. I used to swim a lot, but I tried playing basketball. Chad, this is something that Chad and I also kind of have in common. I tried playing basketball in seventh grade, and um we were doing like suicides. We were running suicides, and I was touching the line, and my friend Player Lada, who was just a little faster than I was was coming up from the, you know, Ooh. touching and our heads mm -hmm. collided and I knocked my two front teeth, not Ouch. out of my mouth. I broke the bone, like this upper jaw bone and I knocked them back. Mm. So they were oh, still wow. in my, in my teeth or in my jaw bone, but they were just back. So okay. yeah, like I, now my, my four front teeth are not actually mine. They're, I mean, they're mine because I paid for them, right. but um, they're not, like I didn't grow them. I just <laughs> paid for them. You just paid for them. <laughs> so, but Chad, I mean, Chad, what yeah. about your front tooth? Yeah, same situation, head collision, and I was playing basketball, and I like, I'm on the ground, I look in front of me, and I see like this white object, uh, and it was so long, I was like, what the heck? And I like feel my tooth, and my entire whole front tooth had like popped out, like root and <laughs> everything. I was like. What the heck? And so yeah, that was a whole whole thing. So now I got a fake tooth. Glows in the dark. Versus the one that doesn't. <laughs> Anyways, we do like black light dodgeball at this one place and I, everybody I was like, I think your teeth light up and the fake one doesn't. And so it's like, what's going on with your tooth? And then you're real. <laughs> yes. It's uh so teeth. Teeth are weird. I don't know. I'm not teeth a I'm not weird. a teeth. I don't, I don't love teeth, but we need them, I guess. Yeah. Especially if we're going to be carnivores. Yes. Yeah. Right. You got to have well, those teeth. You got to have teeth to chew a carrot. Yeah. I've, well, yeah. And I, I like carrots. I like, I like the vegetables. Just be thankful that the chickens don't have teeth. I mean, if they eat what they do, imagine what they could do to us if they had teeth. I think they'd become a predator. Imagine how big they could get. Could you imagine like a human sized chicken? And how terrifying that would be. We, I think we have those now. I think I think we have them that size with, with the hormones, right? That we inject them. Don't they get about human size? And then we, so we get our good meat, our chicken nuggets. Oh, I mean, we could <laughs> we could have a whole discussion about like animal farming and and what it does. But I don't want to like make people. I don't want to be that person that I, I'm. No. Like we're not, we're not going to have that discussion here. But um, I almost I almost threw up sides. Yep, well, you, I, I was so close. Um, but 
We could talk about Chad's disdain for his food touching as a child. Uh-oh. Yeah, and adult for the most part. Yeah, I mean, do you need, yeah. uh, do you need uh, one of those uh, one of those trays that has the separate compartments for everything? I love those trays. Yeah, those are those are made for me. Absolutely. Wow. Um, have you although, ever been institutionalized? Although I mean, the, the story goes uh, that you know because I was that kind of kid, my mom made a shepherd's pie, which you know it's a mixing of mashed potatoes and meats and veggies and. And I saw that as a kid and refused my mother. And I said, no, I will not eat this dinner, mother. And she said, no, you will. And a battle ensued that involved some spankings and 45-minute standoff. And eventually I tried a bite. And I said, mom, this is delicious. Thank you for this great meal. And I've enjoyed shepherd's pie ever since. One of my favorite meals. So there are some, there's some, uh, Exemptions, exceptions to the uh, rule of no touching. Okay. Um, so, but but now every time I either make or eat shepherd's pie, I send yeah. Chad a picture of it. I True. for no good reason other than I'm like, look, shepherd's pie for you. I I think I told that story uh, on a Sunday morning for sermons. Uh, I often use stories about my mom for sermons to the point where she will not attend whenever I preach on a Sunday like, morning. Like when so she moves without up. telling you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, going to be a surprise. And uh, yeah, I went to my old house and nothing was there, including my family. And I uh, thought I'd been abandoned. <laughs> 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 I wasn't. They found me eventually because I couldn't drive. And I was stuck there for a while. So they came back and found out where I was. <laughs> well, my, but, like the shepherd's pie and the... Uh, the moving without telling him story two of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but Chad's mom is really an amazing woman. I, I love mama Jay. Um, mm-hmm. and she's, she's kind of like kind of a mom in a way to me. I've known her for about as long as I've known Chad. So Chad is like both a spiritual mentor to me and my annoying little brother. I think we called, I think we decided yesterday I was more of your spirit animal. Oh, that's right. We did decide yeah. spirit animal Which when we like talked yesterday. Which is like a brother and a mentor um, mixed in one. So, yeah. That's yes. And, um, and, and is that animal a chicken? Yeah, absolutely. No, you it's know a it. seagull. Oh, yes. Oh, so, you're right. My last name seagull. is seagull. Uh, that would make more sense. Uh, that's a good one. You know, we. But I'm sorry, where this is becoming a chicken podcast, but we 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 have a history of chickens at our church as well. Like every every year, our students compete in outdoing one another and like good deeds, and they get points based on it. And it, we turn it into a competition to kind of whatever. Uh, <laughs> and one of the years, we you know they get to pick their prize, what it's going to be, and the their prize that year they picked. Their, if the team won, was I would. Uh, audition to be on American Idol. Um, I don't have a singing talent. I have no talent of singing whatsoever. And so I was like, okay, what can I do to audition for American Idol uh, without a singing talent? And so what I did using chickens that were (laughs) Amanda's neighbors, uh, we spent a day out making a video of me hanging out with these chickens and and telling a story about, you know, growing up in Springtown country town of texas which is all real 
having chickens, having experience. You've heard my chicken facts. You know I've been around them. This isn't made up. Uh, mm-hmm. And I uh, essentially clucked uh, in the the to the tune of "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion. Um, okay. Uh, that melody, and so I made a video of me doing all that with these, you know, scenes of slow mo chickens going uh, that were Amanda's neighbors, and uh, I sent that in to American Idol uh, as my audition tape, and I never heard anything. I don't know why, but why um, must have gotten lost in the mail or something? Yeah, maybe they just don't have the the same love as we do here in Texas for our chickens. Um. Yeah, they're those yeah. those Hollywood. You so we know. have a rich history with these animals, and uh, yeah, it's not just yeah. the horses here in Texas. Or the the cows. I think I did. Yeah, it you was, have a few cows. I, I think it was in May of this year. I the street, the main like road outside of my house was shut down because um, two cows got loose. And they were on the street, like running down the street. And there were like literally like cowboys. Like there were men on horses with lassos trying to catch these cows. And I was like, this is Texas. And I don't live in a like a particularly rural area. Like Mm -hmm. this is, I mean, I'm in a neighborhood. Like in, I mean, there are houses near me. But no, there were, the street was closed because cows. Bill, is there a stereotypical yeah. animal animal of Missouri? Uh, not that I've encountered as yet. Um, I have seen cows and horses and chickens, um, rabbits and uh, and squirrels. Um, I have yet to see a deer, but my uh, my brother tells me there's good hunting mm-hmm. for uh, for such critters. So y'all, you're kind of pretty landlocked. Didn't know what kind of you know, like a wombat, like a Missouri wombat that was kind of a mascot around a lot of high schools or something. No, no the uh, the local high the the local high school the uh, the mascot is the wave. Like no, that no, like like, like, like a like a wave, like a oh, water wave. I don't know if they were really friendly. They're just like no, no, no. We are. We well, I are thought completely... they were like doing the. You know how you're like no, the fighting. Not, not doing the wave. It's an actual water wave. That is that is what the picture is of. Um, I don't know how it happened because we are completely landlocked. Um, we do not have a nearby <laughs> river of any uh, of any appreciable size that it might have waves in it. Um, they just long for yeah, the yearning. The closest lake is Lake Wapapello, and that's like an hour and a half, two hours away. Yeah. I I have no idea. Hmm. They're just they're just it's That's what they yearn for. They they yearn for the ocean and they want oh. to manifest it. Okay. Yeah. I they're manifesting. Mm-hmm. Should, what was your high school mascot? I was one, I was hoping that didn't get brought up. It was a porcupine. <laughs> porcupine. Okay. Hey, but. But you know what my college mascot was? Hmm. It's a kangaroo. It's a kangaroo. Like, oh. I watched some yeah. like, kangaroo fighting videos, and I'm, after having seen some of those, I'd, I'd be scared of a kangaroo. So. Yeah. I mean, and my, my high school mascot, so I went to a private school that was an all-girls school, and then 
about the time I was in middle school, I think like that was the first gra like graduating class that had males in it. But the uh, mascot was the Amazons because like warrior women, right? Mm -hmm. But then like you can't have, you know, like you can't have guys be Amazons. So then they were the Titans. So we were okay. the Titans and the Amazons, which is kind of awesome, mm -hmm. but also like weird. Yeah. The, height, the height of Xena, warrior princess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The school was founded in like, I think 1912 or 1917 or something like that. Well, so, oh, yeah. Before Lucy Lawless, yeah. But Lucy, yeah. I would say like Lucy Lawless, you know, she's, she's a pretty amazing. Pretty like, epic. I'm a little I, afraid I, of her. Yeah. Like she's. You should name the high school after her. Just like the fight in Lucy Lawless's. There you go. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna call the school up and say, like, <laughs> we need a change. Yep. Lucy Lawless, I want her picture on everything. It's the only okay. thing culturally appropriate we can do. There's no other option. Yes, it's the only thing. No. Yep. No. Yes, exactly. Because um, you wouldn't want to insult any uh, any Amazonians or any mm -hmm. Titans that right. might be out there. You know. But yeah, thinking, I mean, about, thinking about it, I don't think I've had in all the colleges I've been to, I, I, in which I have attended classes, I can't say that I've had an oddball uh, mascot. Well, no, that's not true. My first college was Austin P. State University, and we were the governors. Like gavels, which like, which, like the governor of a state. Right. Because that's what Austin P was. He, he was he, he was a previous oh. governor of the state of Tennessee. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I mean, Let's see. governors, Broncos, Mounties. Um, yeah, but at least they did something. I've actually had a Mountie on the show before. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, um, cool. But uh, let's see. Um, it was Cerritos. I don't remember what Cerritos was, but Northwood was the Knights, I think, and then Regent is the Kings. You were very royal and also chess, like that's, <laughs> like you built a chessboard with all your... Yes, exactly, yes, yeah. I could have a, uh, I could populate a chessboard with the uh, number of schools I've been to. Um, yeah, mine were like, I had the Amazons and then the Kangaroos. And then the pioneers. Okay. The pioneers. For grad school, yeah. And now you're a fighting seminarian. Right, Bill? <laughs> That's right. Now I'm a fighting seminarian. No, now I'm a, a regent. Ah, a regent. Cool. Yes. So a king. <laughs> so I like that, yeah. So you were yeah, like I'm not very royal compared to you, Bill. And then Chad was a uh, very country. Porcupine, Aggie, fighting seminarian. Yeah. What's an Aggie, really? Farmer. Isn't it a type of marble? No, it's. A, I think it's a farm. It's a farmer. Like so, like you're the fighting farmers, oh, okay. really. Yeah, all our kids are like farmers. Yeah. Farm, farmer. Yeah, that's what they do all the time. I, yeah, A and M. Those A and M people are passionate. Did you like how I said Ooh. passionate instead of culty? 
Yeah. Well, uh, when uh, when I was at uh, um, when I was at Austin P, of course, the uh, the chant uh, at games was "Let's go pee." Uh, yep. I yeah. Great. Yeah. It's so it's, stuff like that is so fun. But see, here's the thing: is like it goes kind of back to like grammar and that thing because that P is P E A. P E A Y. P A Y. Okay. So, so not, not a vegetable. Not like. No. No, right, not, not a vegetable, vegetable and but not going to the bathroom. It's a it whole... could work on so many levels. It could. It does. It does. Did you? I'm curious. Did people come dressed as peas? Like, because that's like, <laughs> I would love to like see someone in like a costume. And were your like, rows you know... called like pods? Like I'm on the, pod fifteen. The governor was 16. quite literally. The 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 mascot uh, was quite literally someone in a governor's outfit. Yeah, like a giant head with a big uh, stovepipe hat and all that kind of stuff. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, uh, A&M just has a, a dog. We do. It's a, it's a dog. It's a, it's oh, sorry. It's like a regent. It's like a regent of A&M. If this dog barks I'm sorry. in class, that whole class gets to just get out. Everybody, everybody gets yeah. to leave. There's special rules around this. If the dog hops on its caretaker's bed, that person has to leave their bed and go sleep somewhere else. The dog is now claimed it's it's a regent. Okay. Yeah, this is Reveille. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, not one sorry. of the schools I've been to has been that uh, to their mascot. Yeah, A&M um, about tradition. My school. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, A&M is all about so much tradition there. My school had a kangaroo for a while um, until it died, I think, in the, the early 90s. Um, and it actually, it actually lived outside the, um, the dorm that housed most of the male athletes. Like, it was a, it was a male's, you know, men's dorm, but definitely the athlete's dorm. Um, and so you couldn't really tell that there was a kangaroo. Like, I understand the smell didn't bother anyone because, like, it already smelled like, you know, young male athletes. So Axe body like, spray? I don't know. Is that what kangaroos, is that what kangaroos smell like? Um, well, this was pre-Axe body spray, oh, okay. so it probably smelled even worse. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, more smelled like poo pudding. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. I, now I'm like, I miss the dorms. That's something I miss, like that community of a dorm. Okay, but see, may, I wonder <laughs> if like a like woman's dorm with you know was different than than a, a guy's dorm. Yeah. Oh, no, it was never in the dorms. Oh, you missed out, yeah. Bill. I was out. in the dorms for two years. Yeah. It's it is an experience for sure. Sharing a space and a bathroom and boundaries, cleaning. <laughs> All kinds yeah, of fun lessons learned. That is yes. Um, not moving your bed on a Friday night while your roommate is out drinking. Mm. Don't recommend that. That okay. have my I, I will be on. Well, actually, we're going to pretend like I was just drinking Coke, like just having a soda. Um, but it was it was like the first weekend after classes started my freshman year, and I was in this tiny dorm room, 
and the beds were like designed to be against the wall. Like that was the only way that you mm. could walk around. And I left and I went to a party and I drank some soda and I came home and my roommate had moved her bed from parallel to the wall to perpendicular to the wall. And it essentially like took the entire space and I was trying to be the nice roommate and not turn the light on, but there wasn't supposed to be a bed there. And so I walked right into her bed and I woke her up and then she um, was mad at me. And I was like, you, you like, I'm not a victim blamer usually, but like you put your bed in the middle of the floor. So, um, but yeah, it's college. I think there's, uh, I think there's blame to go around. Blame enough to go around. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Like I could have had it. Well, I was like, this was pre, you know, uh, flashlights on cell phones. This was pre-cell phones. So, right. like, you know, there wasn't even that, like, <laughs> using just the cell phone light just to get enough. Man, back to, like, technology changes. Nope. I know. Yeah. Limited How did we ever survive? I know. I, know. I can remember black and white televisions. And, uh... Uh, final records. Oh yeah. And uh, um, yeah, and the uh, the advent of the CD. My yep. first CD was Millie Vanilli, so I'm wow. not even sure if it counts like a CD. <laughs> you know, because it wasn't really them singing right. it. So does it does it count? I don't know. But it possibly would have really been whoever it was who was actually singing. Yeah, that's true. I just don't know who. I can't remember who that was. But no, Millie Vanilli. That was either. my first. That was my first CD. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel about that now as an adult, but mm. it's okay. You know. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I remember a world without the internet. Yes. Yeah. It was both magical and terrifying. Yeah. My, like, my game. How do we ever figure these things out that we, that, you know, it's like if we didn't know something, I, I mean, how did we know before, how did we figure it out before Google? You your know? Parents, your parents made up answers, right? Didn't they, weren't they your source of your knowledge mm, sure. and they just made up the answers and you took that yeah. as, uh, as law? Yeah. <laughs> Wrong or right? We also, <laughs> no. In, in my house, <laughs> we had the World Book Encyclopedia. Yeah. And we got new ones every like four years, I think. You know, like they no, because we got of the same ones. We got the same um, ones. I don't remember ever getting a new set of encyclopedias. Yep. And that, oh, that's we were where fancy the flat then. Earth movement they, began. Was actually they were, old they were libraries. Mm -hmm. Libraries and card catalogs. Remember, like you had yep. to like to in the mm -hmm. Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. Chad, mm -hmm. hush your mouth, Chad. <laughs> Chad is a little younger than we are. He had a slightly I different. I, I am the I, oldest in this crowd. So yeah. I had that perfect, I think, because like my childhood was very analog. I got my first email address my senior year of high school. And then I got my first cell phone my senior year of college. So like I had this really kind of lovely, like I had technology. I learned how to use all of it. And also there's no like digital footprint of my childhood or adolescence <laughs> or college years. 
Oh, there is there's while there is not a digital footprint of uh, of my childhood, there is a footprint of my childhood. It uh, now occupies quite a bit of space in my parents' house. I thought you were going to say like yeah, so you had you were really big into footprint art, Bill, and so you have a lot of footprints uh, around your parents' no. home, like, no, framed no, and. That would be an interesting art collection. That would be rather uh, niche, as they say. <laughs> Yes. Which I like I'm going to bring this back around to like Chad and I meeting was one of the first pictures I posted on Instagram was from a youth uh a youth group Bible study and a bunch of us had our feet all in one place in a picture and I took a picture of it and I said something about like feet along with Bible study and my Instagram was not private. And apparently when you hashtag feet on Instagram, creepy, uh -oh. creepy people come and comment on your pictures. Yes. Um, so I, I can imagine. Oh my God. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and that was the moment that my uh, Instagram went private. Cause yep. mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't really need like a random dude talking about feet. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was not a hard lesson. Anyway, so there, that's where. Yeah, but I learned. I learned to like. Yeah, don't it's okay to keep things to yourself. Yes, it is not <laughs> something I recommend because people will, people will comment. Yeah, oversharing <laughs> is a thing, and there is a uh, there is a rule regarding uh, regarding anything you can put on the internet. And, oh, uh, somebody will, yeah. How, uh, how, how someone out there somewhere will react to it. Yes, yes. And that is, that can be awesome, right? We can learn nah. from that and also we can Hopefully be we smart. learn from that, yeah. Yeah. And not the kind but of then, star you can make a, a, a cool tattoo of. Right. But like, there's also really cool things like chimpanzees riding on segways on the internet. Yeah. Um, which I think I've gotten that video approximately ten times from Chad. Um, yeah. It's the birthday video he sends every year, and okay. it is literally a chimpanzee in overalls riding on a segway, and this wow. the song goes something along the lines of chimpanzee riding on a segway, chimpanzee riding on a segway. And it just goes on like that. And it's, yeah, it's, it's the, the greatest gift every year is when Chad Bill, sends you, you your birthday chimpanzees. Bill, as you know, you know, if you, you get so many friends, so many points of contact, you want to honor people's life, mm -hmm. um, but you can't afford to, you know, we use, we do that with presence right. in, in our culture, but uh, oftentimes, you know, if you have this many people and they are connected to, you can't afford that many gifts. And so this is what there, I can afford. There are only so many hours in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. Chad's gift to everyone is a video of a chimpanzee riding on a Segway that makes me laugh every year. Every time I get it, I laugh. Yeah. And every time I think of chimpanzees there, or Segways, guy. I think of Chad. And so there, there's this guy who wrote the song, Chimpanzee Riding on Segway. Yeah, his name is Perry Grip, all right? And he writes uh, okay. children's songs, 
and these are and he puts them on YouTube and he and in fact he's even on like some sort of Netflix show as well, it turns out. But he has mastered mm-hmm. the earworm. He's mastered the the right, you know, song construction to get it stuck in your head for twenty four hours. Oh, that's Perry Grip. That's his spiritual gift. That is quite the gift. Oh. Is it a I gift? Hope he uses powers for good. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how he's using them. I mean, I know how he's using them, but I don't know if they're for good or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that. It's it's a fine line there with a with an earworm that you know that because now I'm going to be singing that song for the rest of the day. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it is those... now stuck in my head forever. Yeah, Bill, do you yeah. have one of those songs? Do you have like one of those like loops that like once it catches you, there is no escape. Not that I can think of right off anyway. Okay, well, I'll send you one. I, I used to know a young lady who uh, who was that way with uh, um, uh, Jay Giles' uh, centerfold. Oh, yes. Yeah, I also like Mbop by Hanson. Mbop, ba-ba-do-wop. Yeah, it's a problem. Sorry. I, I mean, I can do whole. I could do whole thing. It's a problem. It's um, is it a problem? I don't know. It's a talent, maybe that I mm-hmm. know ridiculous yeah. song lyrics. And the best part of my knowledge of song lyrics is that I get to annoy my children with them because anytime we're in the car and the radio's on before the actual lyrics start, I will just speak them to my children. <laughs> um, the first line or two of the song and they always go, Ugh. and what, that's how I know I'm a good mom is because I make my kids roll their eyes. Are you yeah. hoping it's like a call and response situation in your car? Are you giving them the line so they can sing it back to you? Is that what you're trying to do? No, it's actually, I'm trying to show them that I am cool and I know all the song lyrics to all the songs. Gotcha. I don't think it's working. Yeah. It's tough with like Nicki Minaj, you know, when she gets into her flow, it's a little tougher. Or or Vanilla Ice. Well, I mean, that's why I stop, collaborate, and listen. (laughs) Ice is back with my brain. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, what about Cindy Lauper with Girls Just Want to Have Fun? Um, that's a great song coming. too. I knew that was coming. It is a great song. Um, you brought up Vanilla so, Ice first. Another so bet I, payoff. Um, another bet payoff, Bill. But I, we had to yeah, do a, a link, we, a lip sync battle, me and Amanda for the youth, and she dominated. She dominated. I totally forgot the girls want to have fun lyrics, and she had to come up and save me. I did. I I walked like on the stage and performed with him. Yep. Um, but I have to say, like, my rendition of Ice Ice Baby was pretty flawless, too. Pretty yeah. Um, so yeah, like, it's, uh, Bill, you what's know. your karaoke song? Oh, what, what's your karaoke song of choice? I, I don't. Um, I've, uh, I've actually had my, uh, my microphone turned off on me before during, uh, during karaoke. So, uh. <laughs> what song was yeah. that? That's impressive. <laughs> You know what I don't remember? It was on a cruise that a friend of mine and I went on. And uh, um, yeah, be after, uh, after they turned the microphone off uh, on me at uh, karaoke, we uh, spent the rest of our evenings at the piano bar. 
where it didn't matter how you sang. There's no, and there's no, no microphone. They can't there turn was it no off. Microphone and everybody sang just as badly as everybody else. Just shout singing, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like now. I'm like, oh, we should just karaoke. Like all, like we should all just have a big karaoke party and Chad no. I won't, I won't remember the lyrics on the spot. But they're yeah, on the I, screen. I'll just give you the beatbox. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a great singer, but I I sure love to sing. Um, mm. And I think also, you know, there's, my son is going to murder me if he finds out that I say this about him. So when he was little, um, Carly Rae Jepsen, Call Me Maybe, like that was okay. one of his favorite songs. And <laughs> I have it in some playlists because it was his song and he was in the back seat because I dropped his sister off. She was in the front seat. He didn't want to like get out. And that song is playing and he doesn't know that I can see him or like didn't realize I was paying attention to him through the rear view mirror. And he was like singing along to it. He's this 14 year old <laughs> boy. And his last day of eighth grade, I drove, like I turned that song on when we were driving to school and he and I, like we sang it. I mean, it was not like a, we should know. I mean, like there were like the full, like full volume singing. And like, those are the things that bring me such joy with my kids is like being goofy like that and watching my 14 year old boy who thinks he is so cool sing, call me maybe with his I, mom driving I'm, for, I'm foreseeing in his future at his wedding of, you know, y'all's first dance actually being more like y'all's first lip sync to this song together. And that being uh... I should I should let you know that we actually have um, a car dance choreography to that song. Oh. You're ready. It's already ready. <laughs> ready. We just, just have to, to sit. Right like, we'll just have to chairs. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, yeah. Um, okay. But there's Can't a whole, there. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, a, it, it'll hopefully be at least, you know, 10 or so years, at least. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, yeah. If you, we'll see. If, you, if you can't find like a ring bear, I'm sure I could train a chicken, put it in a diaper to bring, to bring the ring down if you need me to. Well, that's, yeah. You, you know, Jacob at my um, brother and sister-in-law's, like brother-in-law and sister-in-law's wedding, he was the ring bear. Right. Yep. Classic. Because, you know, he didn't understand bearer. He mm -hmm. just thought bear. And at first he was disappointed that he did not get to dress up as a bear. <laughs> and then just before we were supposed to go down the aisle with him, he threw the pillow into the sand. They were getting married on the beach. They threw the pillow in the sand and started running down the beach. And let me tell you that, like me, not athletic, trying to catch a four-year-old boy and running down the beach in sand and me in a dress and him. Yeah. Sounds pretty futile. I'm, just, yeah. I'm so grateful. Yeah, there it did not go well. But in the end, like, they were married and, and they were smart and did not put the real ring on the ring pillow that he was carrying. Anyone listening, that is key. Don't put the real <laughs> ring 
Yeah. Don't don't let a child or a dog or an whatever be in charge of. Yes. Yeah. Don't let don't let the chicken, the chimpanzee, or the child, all the C's. Don't let the C's be in charge of the real ring. It's, it's not going to end well. So hey, uh, that's a that's a handy tip. Yeah. There you go. Chicken <laughs> diapers from Walmart bags and not real rings on with the, the chickens, the chimpanzees, or the children. Yeah. There we go. I feel like we're full circle. We we are here, pretty like, much full circle and uh, and we're almost to the hour and a half mark. So, so uh, was, was there anything so you wanted yeah. to us to talk about, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not in particular. Um no, my my hope is that uh, is that listeners get to uh, get to learn about my guests in ways they wouldn't have otherwise learned about them, um, yeah. you know. And uh, so uh, to to make the show unique and uh, and whatnot, um, but also to promote things uh, because uh, because that's part of why people go on podcasts is to promote their thing, and of course Amanda is promoting TheMentalSociety.com and yeah. IgniteYourBeacon.com. Yes, those are the, um, they, the Mental Society is actually also a podcast, but the website oh, okay. has, is full of resources, like, you cool. know, links to everything from veterans resources to resources for people with children with mental illness, as well as just random statistics and you know, information about that kind of stuff. Um, okay. So yeah, and then the other is just that's, if you wanna know more about mental health coaching, check that out. Um, yeah. Well, I will put the links in the description so people can find them easily and find their way to your websites easily enough. And uh, so they yeah. shall have no excuse for not visiting. Exactly. <laughs> and we shall hunt them down. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then I think like Chad has a really cool podcast too. Oh, that, yeah. that they do. Yeah. It's a uh, podcast. What's the title? Ours is the Tri Faith Podcast. Um, and it's kind of capturing stories. Tri Faith of, Podcast. Yeah. It's capturing stories of people who uh, uh living out their faith in a variety of ways, either in the church or outside the church. And uh, we kind of try to capture some of those stories, kind of unique God moments. Um, or just exploration of different Christian ideas um, of who our guests are. And uh, we have a lot of fun around it as well. Play some games, uh, try to stump Vince, and uh, who's my, my co-host. And, uh, yeah, it's all about people. Kind of like yourself. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, that's very cool. And where can people find the Tri-Faith podcast? Wherever you uh, listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, um, I just posted a website okay. here in the chat. So is it um, try faith, T R Y faith. Yes, correct. Yes. Let's see. Where is the? Oh, there's the chat. Sorry, right, very few people. Uh, okay, tryfaith.org/podcast. Yep, that takes you to our church website, okay. which has the link to all those things. I will put that link in the description as well. Thanks, Bill. Awesome. So people can find it. So if you need some more chicken talk in your life, um, it may or may not be there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there has been some chicken talk on that podcast. Maybe, maybe, yeah. We, uh, 
Who knows? Yeah, I, always try to bring a, I always try to bring a good game to, to kick us off. And uh, yeah, Vince is our worship leader in our church. And he he's like the opposite of me. He's very much in the music realm. Doesn't know anything about sports. We're complete opposites in a lot of ways. And so uh, thanks for the banter. What a lot of jabbing and poking of each other's lives. So it's great. <laughs> yeah, they're both amazing human beings. So you should listen. They have they have some really awesome stories of people's faith journeys and struggles yeah, that's too. Cool. So yeah, okay. pretty awesome. Yeah. Relatable things. Yep. Wonderful. So. Well, um, then. Uh, as we uh, as we wrap up, uh, I will ask you both: uh, Do you have anything else to say? To do you have any final words for the nice people? Chad, you know what I'm going to say. I always like to remind people that you are loved. Period. Okay. Yeah, good. I'm just going to take. Yeah, Amanda, good job. Listen to Amanda. That's my last word. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to her. <laughs> All right. Well, my kids that then, too. Then, uh, then I will say uh, farewell. Thank you all for tuning in. Remember to wash your hands and stay tuned for the ending credits. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. I'd like to thank our producer, my beloved mother, Eileen Hatch. I, of course, am your humble host. I'd like to thank my special guests for today, Amanda Doolin and Chad the Dad. Support the show if you feel so led over on Patreon.com, we're known as Bald Spots Pro. Don't you dare miss YWL Online. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever fine podcasts are offered. Be sure to tune in next time when my special guest will be Bonnie Stafford. Be sure to like, comment, and share. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you've got to do to kick that algorithm into gear and help us reach more people. If you or someone you know needs support now, call or text 988 or chat 988lifeline.org. That is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline here in the United States. 